delightful. Oh, good. Are you ready? I am. Uh, is it recording? Hello. It is recording. <laughs> I just can't see the numbers. <laughs> Hi. Good evening. How are you? I'm good. Happy birthday. Thank you. You're now I turned 22. 36. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday, October 7th was my 36th birthday. Wow. Yeah. You're a baby. I know. And you're running for office. I am. You are running for office. And you have a billboard. It's and finally up. And I only up. have 26 days left. I know. That's Yay. like rehab. Oh, wait. That's 28 days. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yes, the billboard is up. It went up the day after my birthday, which nice. was a nice little present to me. Very nice. Um, for those people who are in Helena, it's in the parking lot of Helena High School. So if you're driving up Montana, you can see it. And by up, we mean south because this is Helena. And right, if you exactly. grew up we here like this. I did, you cannot <laughs> figure out, read a map exactly. or find it. Actually, I can read a map just fine. I just cannot tell north from south because <laughs> south is uphill. So what did you think of it? I saw that I think you it's posted awesome. that it's, uh, you drove into town late at night and there it was. Well, it was 3 a.m. and the lights weren't on it, but uh -huh. I could see your face sort of because there's a reflection <laughs> that comes off of the street light that uh -huh. hits the building that sort of hits it. And you didn't look creepy at all. <laughs> And you're like, hi, Kelson. And Welcome I was like, home, Kevin. Yes. I was like, you know, it, it really could have looked creepy because it could have been one of those pictures. Like if they had chosen one that where you look right. down into the, they've had a couple of those, a couple of the insurance people have yeah, had those and so they're looking scary. down. So it looks like they're looking at the cars <laughs> at night. It looks like they're peering into your car. <laughs> it's not cool. Well, it is um, interesting to have a billboard with my face on it. Very large. I'm sure. But it's been fun. I oh, took good. a picture and posted it on Facebook, and I think... Uh, Gotten lots of likes. Exactly. Lots of likes, but also people all over the country who are my friends who obviously can't be here to see it, I think appreciated that because they can see just what's happening here. Yeah, I reposted it on my wall, and one of my friends from Maine is like, I really like that slogan. We need to build better communities. <laughs> yeah. Well, and people like my logo across the board. People have been really happy with it, and I think it it's just because really it's so different. It's yeah. so different, and... I don't know. I picked it because it was uplifting and I think that it worked. So, so yeah, it's been a very busy week. I actually feel a little hoarse. Um, I've been doing a lot a of pony? talking. Yeah. <laughs> horse in the H O A R S E. Mm, thank way. you. It's a spelling bee episode of this ends well. <laughs> um, I just finished two TV interviews this afternoon. Mm, how did they go? Good. Um, Beartooth NBC and the. What is it? KXLH, the CBS uh -huh. Marnay. affiliate. Marnay didn't do it because she's, no, she's up with she's uh, too big time. She's up with Raquel today. Yeah, she's doing all the statewide races. Um, Evan is the one that Evan Weeborg. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he threw out the first. He was the one who threw out the first pitch and it went in the dirt. Nice. <laughs> and he so, used to play baseball. Both of those, and they were the standard questions. You know, who are you? Why are you running for office? Why do you think people should vote for you? Did you reply? What's your with primary legislation going to be? Because exactly. I hate children. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tried to sound good, but it was funny because as I was talking, I was like, "Oh, I sound like a politician." Nice. But, you know. How did that happen? Because you normally don't. Like last night when you were talking at your fundraiser, you didn't sound like a politician. I don't think I, I don't think I did as much. But, I mean, when they're asking you what are your priority legislation, you don't spend a lot of time Getting rid of daylight about, savings right, time. You know, I say things like I support public education and whatever. Because to a certain extent, you want the viewers to know that the primary issues they care about, which are education, jobs, healthcare, taxes. jobs, taxes that you understand that those are primary issues. Mm -hmm. um, so you, so, say, so you did fine. the soundbitey stuff, which is, you know, funny. Soundbite, you know, with a Kelson flair. Ah, so a yeah. sound 
explosion? What, yeah. what would that would that be a sound nibble? <laughs> Just better, I have to say. It was a sound crudité. Yes. <laughs> so two TV interviews. Tomorrow I'm um, being interviewed by Helena Vigilani, which is a kind of local, local independent. alternative independent newspaper. newspaper. And that interview should be interesting because uh, Shane, the guy that's doing them, basically interviews you and then transcribes the interview and puts it on the internet. So all the things you say transcribed Oof. in black and white. It should be fun. It, yeah, okay. He's done a couple of the other candidates and I just have to think about what I'm saying because it'll be Yeah, because he'll transcribe it and if you say um and uh and uh. Well, he'll take out that is, kind of oh, stuff. Okay. I mean, I think that it's more about, you know, trying to keep myself on point because I can easily sometimes... You know, talk about lots of things. Obviously, yeah, just remember you're not on the Just remember you're not. I'm not on the podcast. Um, that yeah, people might read it, and uh, but I think it'll be fun. So this week is all about media. We had a great um, fundraiser last night, so um, lots of press. Oh, and yesterday, the Helena IR covered the race. I don't know if you saw that, but I haven't seen anything that the IR has done lately. <laughs> um, not because I think they're doing a bad job, but because I've been so busy that literally reading the IR is very low on my list, unless somebody linked it to it on Twitter. Yeah. And I didn't even read that today. Right. Well, I put it on Twitter and on Facebook today. Hmm. And basically what the IR is doing is for all of the candidates, um, local candidates, we were asked to submit a written um, response to three questions. Basically, who are you? What's your experience? What's your priority legislation? And how do you think that we can build the economy? Hmm. Um, and so all the candidates, we were, we had like three days to do it or something. And I submit submitted mine on Monday. And so yesterday they were, ran an article and it was like my picture and Liz's picture. And then my answers and her answers. Oh. Pretty straightforward. So it's side by side, left and right, sort of. Yeah. And the you know usual bio I always thought stuff. that would be cool. I, I actually have a site. I own a domain called writedownthecenter.com. Uh-huh. I've done nothing with it. But I thought it would be really <laughs> cool to have that sort of thing where you have people on the left, people mm-hmm. on the right, and you have a topic. And this is what... Yeah, you know, and they I think that would work. Back and forth. This, we just, you know, had to respond to these set questions. And, um, you know, you can tell me what you thought, but I thought that we did a good job. Responding. And well, knowing you, you probably did a good job. Yeah. You know, it's not me. Oh, and we also had like <laughs> 500 words or something. So oh, that's it. Keep Ooh. it tight. <clears throat> so today's... So it was a writing test. Thanks, yeah, IR. Thanks exactly. for giving a, a writing test to our legislators. So you'll have to see how you think I compare it to my challenger. But... Uh, oh, do you want me to grade it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I'll get out the red pen. Yeah. Kelsey will come in crying next week. Well, Why did you not it, like this one? It sounds, po- you know, it sounds political, but... Of That's course what it I'm sounds doing. politics. You're being I'm asked about office. policy. <laughs> yeah. And today they did uh, the Sam Hunthausen and Jenny Eck race. And Ooh. so each day, I guess they'll do. I have to check that out because I've had them both races. on the show. And, I th- you know, um, Sam's an interesting character. Mm-hmm. I, I think Jenny's a very good candidate. I think Sam is actually an okay candidate. I, it's funny because he's a Hunthausen and he's running as a Republican. It's right. Like, yeah. All right. Well, I you should so. read their answers. They're, they're very different. But, um, oh, sure. And that's a, that's a good thing. I mean, you know, people talk about politics and how it is very much a, well, I choose this person or this person. And well, yeah, you, when it comes down to voting, you do kind of have to make the choice. And mm-hmm. that's the unfortunate part is you can't go, well, I want them to be 60% of it. Right. <laughs> I want you part of the time. Right. I want you most of the time, except for on these issues where you yeah, suck. Yeah, <laughs> you basically have the choice between two, sometimes three. Right. Sometimes three. Um, but 
making those choices has to be a little bit more nuanced than just one issue. Yes, absolutely. So it, I think it's a good thing that we have good candidates all over the place. I wish we Hopefully. had more. Absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm excited to vote. I think it'll be fun. You haven't yet? Well, I don't generally vote absentee. Because oh, that's right. You're a ballot. You're I'm a ballot girl, and I like to go to the balloting place. Right, have but I did decide with Mike Miller. last night. I did decide <laughs> that um, I don't want to wait until election day. Mm. Um, for one, on election day, I want to be just really focused on kind of breathing deeply and you know um, relaxing to the extent that I can, because at that point, there's nothing else you can do, and you just have to kind of be ready for either result. Um, I don't necessarily want another awkward voting situation like I had in June. With the primary where you were voting next to <laughs> Next your... to my competition. So, and I also decided that I wanted to um, kind of vote on my own terms. And since it's a fairly significant personal opportunity, um, my kind of close loved ones are going to come with me and we're going to go vote on Friday, tomorrow. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's right. You can vote early by using – you go to the place and you can yep. use the absentee ballot and turn it in yep. right then. And then you can just vote. And I've done that many times because for whatever reason I was traveling on an election day here and there. So right. um, I actually like going there. You still get a vote in a little you know, booth and I'll oh. be able to take my pictures and that kind of stuff. Because you know, I don't really want to nerd out at the actual election place. But if I go there over lunch on a Friday, nobody's really probably going to be there. And you say that, but the way this election is going, it'll probably be packed with right. hundreds of people's and <laughs> – and like the paparazzi will be right. there. So I want to nerd out and like take pictures and, you know, it's all for posterity because, you know, I want to be able to send something to my grandparents and show, hey, look at me. I'm voting. There's Kelson Young on the ballot. That's me. Yay. So I've decided to do that. That's very cool. And my roommate wants to vote because he wants to be I've not met done with roommate. it. Yeah. Zach. I've not met um, him. So he's going to vote as well because he is on people's lists and we're getting campaign lit every day. For whatever reason, I don't get any campaign lit and I don't get any phone calls. Because you're running as a Democrat, so the parties kind of assume what you're doing. <laughs> right. Which is funny. But, because... you know, I mean, for cycles, I haven't ever really gotten much stuff. I mean, I got some Kim Gillen lit in the primary, but Zach is still getting a ton of stuff. And uh... so he's tired of it. And we just want to go vote. Because once you vote, then you're off the lists. People really? stop bothering you. Do they? How do they know? Uh, there's so you use this whole program. Like when I go out knocking doors or when I do mailings, it's called the um, the voter registration yeah, database. Vote but builder. how do they, how do they know if you voted? They're doing this. I mean, the Democratic Party, at least. I don't know what the Republicans are doing, so maybe it won't be the same. But every day, they the county elections keep track of who Who's has voted, voted oh. and those names get sent to the party, or the party goes and gets them, and. So they're marks knocking them off the list. as already ah, voted. And well, so that's that cool. Way, so any of you who are really too bad, it doesn't work on TV. Yeah, no doubt. If you I've already voted, so I get to see. I get to see Clorox and exactly. Tide. And... I can't wait for normal commercials. It's so funny because you know I have a DVR, so I was actually watching something that I had recorded like back in April or something, mm -hmm. let's say, and I was watching. I was like, oh my God, there's a commercial that is non-political. It was like, yeah. you know, Target commercial or but something. But then you realize this because you had recorded it in exactly. 2010. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, no, unfortunately there's no way to get past the commercials other than DVR and just fast forward through the stuff. But uh, 
Um, it should stop phone calls and mailers and that kind of stuff, because like we're probably going to do a couple more mailers between now and the election. And we try to filter out the people who have already voted because that's just a waste of money. Yeah, absolutely. So um, but yeah, the last few weeks, because the GOTV push is going to be so intense. If you haven't voted, people will call you. So let's be quite clear, because GOTV mm-hmm. is get out the vote. Right. Okay, because I have GOTW, which is Game of the Week, <laughs> which is my job. <laughs> and people get the two, they're like, do I go to GOTV? And I was like, well, you'll need to this year, but not for no. what you're asking me. <laughs> yeah, so GOTV, get out the vote. And like because the Obama and Tester and, you know, and equally true on the Republican side, they're so interested in making sure that Democrats vote, they will have volunteers and staffers right. calling people and mailing stuff and don't forget to vote. So so as much as people can vote early, it really slows down that stuff. Right. And it, and it refocuses the efforts on places that it needs to be. Because if you know you're going to vote, you might as well go do it now while you can. Right. The other thing to remember in Montana is if you have not registered, we do have same-day registration. So mm-hmm. there was none of this, oh, well, it's the last day to register in Montana. No. Right. The last day to register to vote is actually the last day to vote. Yep. Uh, Regular registration ended on Tuesday. And all that means is that in order to vote at the polls... You have um, to register at them. You, yeah, and there might be some confusion because sometimes in order to register and vote immediately, you do have to go to the county election office. Right. You so, can't just go to a polling place necessarily. Exactly. But if you're looking for that information, you need to go to sos.mt.gov. Mm-hmm. It is all right there on the homepage. It's two clicks in. You can find your polling station. You can find your the address of the county courthouse if you don't know where mm-hmm. it is um, and directions on how to do it. And it's the ladies at the good. election office here are so nice. So go the visit ladies, them. The, the people at the election employees. offices everywhere are very yeah. nice. And they're very excited about the season because this is the other thing that I'm very excited about. The system that was in place that the Secretary of State had when she took over, when mm-hmm. Linda took over uh, four years ago, was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And she had replaced it. And when she was on Politic Tick Boom, we were talking about it. She had replaced it with this new system that allows for tracking and counting, and um, we saw the results of it with the primary, Mm -hmm. that we got access to stuff fairly quickly, and it was really fast, and it was very accurate, and life Mm -hmm. was really, really good. Well, they've upgraded it again for this election, and we should actually see real-time results. Which, boy, would that be nice. I'm already starting to envision what is that night going to look like for me. Booze. (laughs) <laughs> Besides booze. Booze, um, a bit of stressing, some people in the corner yeah, crying. That'd be me. Exactly. I, I'll be over in the corner crying In the crying past, for you. you had to really wait a while for local election results. Yeah, because, like, we shouldn't now. Generally, statewide or national, there's enough of a difference. But so many of these local elections literally come down to 10, 20, 100 four. votes. Yeah, four votes. Hopefully that won't be me. I mean, if I end up in a recount situation, ugh. Four votes would trigger Gross. a recount for you, but oh, 30 yeah. votes wouldn't. Either way, I don't. Yeah, I just want to know. Day. I want to know the result that day. But um, I hope that, given this new system, it'll be much more likely that I can actually go to bed that night knowing one way or the other. Right, and that'll be good. Yeah, I'm kind of excited. I still haven't figured out where the party should be, but I was thinking right. about it. And I was like, if we do it at Jorgensen's for the Democrats and the Red Lion for the Republicans. That would actually be really cool because they're right. within a mile of each other. And that's... You know, the people to talk to are the people working on the big statewide races because they're the ones that are going to determine that. Yeah, but I don't think they've even picked any other places because I know Tester's campaign has not yet. Yeah. Well, like, they should do some 
coordinated thing. I, I know. I'm assume. like, I would think that the, I would think that should be left up to the parties. Hence why we call them parties. Right. <laughs> you actually get to throw one every four years mm-hmm. or every two years. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Hmm. So I haven't, I haven't been either. invited to anything yet. Well, and I think we need to get on that. And the bigger, the bigger concern for me being, uh, in the media. No, but having friends in the media right? and, and having friends on both sides of the aisle that I, you know, like I really do want to see Mick Miller win. Of course, mm-hmm. I think he will win because he was running against somebody who's <laughs> disqualified and now moved away. Right. So I'm pretty sure he's winning. Um, you know, there's people on both sides that I want to see win. And so there's people on both sides that I want to, mm-hmm. you know, talk to that night. Right. And I don't want to have to drive all the way across town to do it. So will you be mad at me if I don't go to a party? Absolutely. I'd be livid <laughs> if you weren't available. Well, I think I'm going to I would go. drive to your house. I can't, I can't promise I would that drive I'm going to stay there all night. And I would put up a Liz sign <laughs> in your yard. Well, my problem is I really, I haven't figured out yet what space I want to be in to receive those results. You know, I mean, I figure because I'm running for office, I've decided to do this public thing. I should probably go be public and be at the party with everybody else. But it's going to be weird because most everyone in the room will be caring about president, governor, senator, representative. Everybody's going to be caring about you. (laughs) Exactly. I'll have a battle axe to make sure it happens. (laughs) Oh, you don't care about Kelsey? But either way, it's like, talk about being on display. You know, like, either way, you are going to be on display. But here's the thing that happens if you're not there. Mm -hmm. People wonder why. Did she plan on losing? That sort of stuff. It's like, And I'll come make an appearance. I'm just saying. It's, um... No, I think you need to be It's also, yeah. I, I just do. I mean, I think you need to be there for two reasons. One, because you need to make an appearance for everybody to be there. But plus, you need to support all the other people that are running because you know what they went through. I know. That's you know, true. Regardless of the outcome of your race, which you're going to win, mm-hmm. uh, you need to support all the other people. I mean, Pam Busey definitely deserves the support from the other people that went through the same thing right. that she went through. That you know, true. ran this race against this crowd. That's true. So, I think you need to be there. That's my two cents. And I'm right. So <laughs> I'll probably be there. I might not stay all night, though. I wouldn't stay all night. No, yeah. but stay until there's at least an idea of where it's going. I wonder if we'll know so soon. Like last year, we knew by eight o'clock if the president, you know, well, yeah, but that's a race. Yeah, but I don't think it was as or close as this one could last be. Cycle. Yeah. As this one could be. Um, yeah. This one could have a lot of ups and downs. It's it's a weird race. All weird race all board. around. Yep. All across. Speaking of presidential, so tonight's the vice president's debate. Are you going to watch? Uh, I should. I really want um, Kathleen Madigan, comedian, who's mm-hmm. brilliant. She tweeted out, I really want Joe Biden to just show up hammered. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter if you win. Go down in history for something fun. <laughs> um, and there was a tweet that went out uh, actually right after the presidential debate, which mm-hmm. pretty much everyone agrees that Obama lost. On the on the how he presented himself on the facts, mm-hmm. no, because um, he really didn't present any facts and Romney lied, so pretty easy to win that yeah. one. But but on the how he did did in the debate, he lost. Um, Sorry, thank you for kicking the mic. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, you have me like locked into this chair with the mic. In yeah, it's my like face, a, it's so. like a Disney ride. You're staying in. It's for your safety. Um, <laughs> I think that you know everybody kind of agrees that he lost. But one of the funny things that came after that was you know you're in dire straits when uh, you have to rely on Joe for a debate because he's well known for having his gaffes. Mm-hmm. I think it could be fun. I think, you know, Joe Biden is an interesting speaker. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he generally does kind of go off on his own little irrelevant tangents, which I like. 
I, he's actually more dynamic right, than right. And so the kind of he's robotic not stoic. response. Right. He's not stoic at all. And if he thinks something right then and he thinks it's a good idea to say, he'll say it. Right. You know, which is both a boon and a and a an, an interesting handicap, I think. <laughs> um so it could be fun. Because here's the thing, Ryan is not a good speaker. Ryan no, gets flustered. That's really, what I'm really looking quick. forward to. I'm looking forward to people seeing that he is not ready. Well, and more importantly, I think it'll be funny because I think Biden could very easily fluster him by throwing out something that he's not expecting. Exactly. And, and then, Biden asks hard questions. Like, I mean, not hard, difficult, but hard, like, in your face yeah, like, kind of questions. Exactly. So yeah. it, could, it could be interesting. So I'll probably watch part of it, but I don't know that I could sit through the whole thing. Yeah. Like, I didn't record a politic boom this week. And I was I was a little worried about it. And then I realized, you know what? They've had four major debates. Mm-hmm. In Montana, we've had five in the right. last seven days. Yeah. They don't want to hear any more about it. Like, if I, <laughs> Politic Boom should actually just be a recording of soothing music. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, like... Uh, and, and now some, take a bath. Exactly. And drink and, some and, hot And a voice, tea. just ignore the world. <laughs> you need to... Yeah, you need to bring, like, like a hypnotist on the show and just <laughs> hypnotize people into submission. <laughs> exactly. Well, not into submission, but just into relaxing. Because sometimes right. people get really uptight about politics. I know oh, because I'm one of them. Everybody's but, uptight right now. Oh. I saw some friends last night I hadn't seen for a while, and I was like, once this election's over, we all need to get together and just hang out and, like, be. And not And be with politics. each other and not talk about politics, but also just reconnect because so many of us have not seen each other for a year because everybody I know is working on a campaign. Yep. You know? Yep. Well, well, the other thing that was funny to me last night is I, I saw Sarah, mm-hmm. your campaign manager, mm-hmm. didn't recognize her. Right. Because <laughs> it's been so long and her hair's a little longer. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that is Sarah. It took yeah. me like an hour. Yeah. Pathetic. Everybody's Pathetic. lost weight, tired, you know, sick. So, I haven't gotten sick yet. Knock on wood. I was uh, sick last week. I Yes, that's why we didn't have sick. a show. Yeah. And I, get, week, I get to, I, I text message Kelsey, <laughs> hey, are we still on for tomorrow? She's like, I've been in bed for two days. Where have you been? I'm like, busy. <laughs> yeah, I, no I was idea. not feeling well last week. And this week I feel like I'm losing my voice. And so tonight I'm going to go home and watch the presidential de- or the vice presidential debate and chill out. And have a hot I've hobby? met Biden several times, though. So I'm I like Biden. He's a. He's a good guy. Well, he was he sponsored the Violence Against Women Act, right? He did. He was the original sponsor, and he carried the reauthorizing uh, legislation each time. Now, obviously, he can't because he's vice president. But through that, um, I work very, you know, actively at the national level on mm-hmm. federal policy, and so I've met him several times. And, That's cool. Um, I was just telling somebody else this story because we were talking about tonight, and the last time I was in D.C., I had a meeting with Senator Baucus, and we actually met. Um, in what's called the gold room. So the Senate floor, the U.S. Senate floor, right mm-hmm. outside the door of that is this like gold LeMay room. It's like kind of an entryway. Yeah. It's like super cool. <laughs> you know gold. that LeMay and Lame are spelled the same way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just putting that out. So I met with uh, Senator Bacchus out there at this table, and uh, across from the Senate door is the vice president's office on oh. campus, so to speak. And Bacchus was in meeting with Biden. It was when all this stuff was going on about. Um, they had those like closed meetings trying to figure out the debt and the budget and all that stuff, whatever that was called. I can't remember six pack or 12 pack or something. Well, they were of time. Yeah. We haven't gotten a budget. <laughs> so anyways, I was meeting with Senator Bacchus and then uh, Vice President Biden walked out and he's like, hey, Kelson, how you doing? Oh, that's awesome. I was like, yep, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> VP Biden wants to know how I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. So I've actually, I know Joe, I think he's, yes, there's all this talk about how he's kind of, you know, off his 
Um, oh, he's crazy. Yeah. But he's a good crazy. But he's good crazy. Right. And he means what he says. I mean, he, that's the thing is sometimes people get in trouble for being like, you know. Open, honest, straightforward. Yeah, exactly. So like gaffes are otherwise known as honest or sometimes he Sometimes. Things, sometimes yeah. he does say some crazy things where you're just like, yeah. What? I, I, you need a verb. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. I was also last See, week. See, now I would watch the debates with you, but it'd be like Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> exactly. Because we'd just, we'd just be randomly we would throwing be talking stuff, stuff out there. I watched the presidential debate last week from home in bed when I was sick, and I was really disappointed. It was really, di- it was just disappointing. I, um, I couldn't sure how that made you feel. Yeah, I couldn't get over Romney's behavior, first of all. Well, didn't he like, interrupt the president and interrupt the over uh, and over and over again? See, and that's when you just walk up and you take his mic away and go, I'll give it back to you when it's your turn. Well, to talk. I'm sure you saw on Twitter that people were like losing their minds over the moderator, um, Jim Lehrer or whatever. Is that mm-hmm. who you say his name? Yep, Jim Lehrer. And they were just like, is he going to take control of this thing or what? But it was pretty bad. I mean, I just thought that Mitt freaked me out. He was over the top and well cocaine will do that yeah hey now <laughs> secret service is gonna come in here any minute what i didn't point it i just pointed out so i i, I you didn't can remember I didn't we enjoy... have freedom of speech yeah. and it's a joke obviously i he didn't was just enjoy watching him Mormon. at all and <clears throat> i do think that he wasn't being truthful which most people don't know but as a debater as somebody who owned the stage you're right he won because he well yeah but i don't know that that did him any bonuses i don't he think still it has did. two more debates they're still doing yeah. three debates right yeah and i was i was disappointed that obama didn't you know kind of step up a little bit more but there was a lot of interesting dialogue afterwards and i actually agree that you know unfortunately um president obama is still a black man right and so people no yeah right that's i don't mean that's unfortunate i mean that he oh, has to be four years more... in the White House didn't whitewash him. <laughs> no, he has to be more careful about how he behaves. Like if he would have been that aggressive and in your face and like running over everybody, peop- it would have been received more negatively than Mitt Romney doing it. Possibly, but as I soon as, as soon as he turns around and goes, "Motherfucker, sit down and shut up," <laughs> I then think everybody would we'll... be like, "What? what? I know. Exactly. <laughs> They'd be like, "Everybody under the age of forty will do the Z snap." <laughs> Straight or not. See, I agree with you, but there's this Everybody whole... over the age of 40 would just inhale deeply. I mean, let's out. remember, we talked about everybody's a little bit racist. So everybody's a little bit racist, and there's a lot of people that are racist and are uncomfortable with and, the and angry they don't black know man they're, stereotype. They're racist. And this is my, if my dad listens to this podcast, he'll complain to me. But it's true. <laughs> he keeps referring to him as uppity. And I'm like, do, do you ridiculous. not hear yourself? Yeah. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. It makes me crazy. Well, that's what I mean. They either think Obama's uppity or they think he's the angry black man. I mean, you really can't win when you're um, Well, no, and they're looking for a way to with, dismiss it. Yeah. It's, it's So I just think that it was it was difficult because he definitely could have been more dynamic, but had he mirrored Romney's tactic, mm-hmm. he would have been negatively received by a large majority of the population that right. he was and trying I, to just I kind think, of keep his cool. And you know? I think overall Okay, so here's how I look at it from a strategy strategy standpoint. You go out to your, for your first debate, which is happening before the VP debate, mm-hmm. which you know, and let it let it be a loser. Just let him go off the deep end, right. because then you've got three things for you. Mm-hmm. One, you, the next debate is going to be your VPs, where you know his VP is going to lose his mind. Right. He couldn't even make it through an interview on Fox. Right. Um. Hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two. 
you have time to take everything that he said in the last debate and document it. And Three, you get to go into the next debate and you don't have to play nice anymore. You don't have to play nice. And now you know that he's going to lie and that he's going to And you can call him like on all the lies policy. he had last time. Yeah, exactly. So and hopefully Obama will, Obama, President Obama will come out to play next time. I think he will. I think he set Romney up to really, the next one will definitely be Obama's time to step up and just slap him down. Mm -hmm. And then what will happen is because that puts Romney in the position of having to either slap back, Mm -hmm. which he's not good at, or defend himself, which he's even less good at. He'll start flopping on stage. Flip-flopping, literally on topics. Well, Well, no, you don't understand what I'm saying. I wonder if either of their campaigns are listening to us because I'm sure they're making their strategy decisions now based on our based off the wonderful words of, of wisdom in Montana. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're going to be like, oh, wait, we, we heard this thing on this ends well, and this is what we should do. Well, <laughs> uh, you know what? If they want their debate to end well, <laughs> they should. Exactly. I agree. You know, there's a lot of... Uh, it's funny because I didn't like policy when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of going into public policy was kind of eh. like certainly the classes drove me nuts. Poli sci classes made mm-hmm. me crazy because they were talking about because they theories. had policy poli sci students in them. Yes, who are way too interested. <sighs> who are now campaigners. In, and I like most of the people that I know working on campaigns, but there's but some those weren't poli sci. Right, students. right, <laughs> and then well, some of them, some were. of them, some of them were, and those are generally the ones where I'm like, okay, pumpkin, mm. you need a nap. <laughs> yep. Um, but I love politics, and I I actually think that I like the. Yeah, I'm probably stupid for saying this, but I actually think I like the campaigns a little bit more than I actually do the, the, the sessions, especially our legislative sessions, which I think are a bit maddening. But the campaigns, I think if they were done right, could be a really, really cool way to find out about people who are leading. Mm-hmm. The problem is right now the campaigns are done completely wrong. Right. <laughs> and it's not like – I mean everybody's campaign is wrong, not because they – want to be wrong, but because of this the way is, it works, this is, is the way it works right now. So speaking of that, um, I don't know if you've seen on Facebook, but the Democrats in other districts are starting to get attacked by the, uh, so the last couple cycles, the Republicans or the kind of PACs and other sort of entities mm-hmm. on that side have a ton of money. Right, so they just like pour negative mailers into oh, really? pres- uh, into local races. So you know, I was talking to Don Judge, who ran against Liz Bangor last time, and he showed me some of the pieces that they mailed. They being who knows who they are, but that they mailed to residents, um, and they were pretty bad. Like one was like a picture of Don and a picture of Obama and whatever. And they're starting to do that. Somebody post Mike Wessler, I think, posted a. One from a guy running in Great Falls, and it is like, I don't know, I can't remember. It was like some sort of animal, but with Tom's head on it and Obama's head on it, and it says some weird, you know, saying, and, you know, they're going to take away your guns and they're going to do this and that. So I'm just like, I'm dying to see the one that comes out about me because they have to be targeting my race at some point. Um, Liz is a Republican in a traditionally Democratic district, and. Those things have to be coming. And they don't have anything to do with the candidates. Like, it's not Liz right. endorsing no, it, it's, it it's, or whatever. Well, it's I these mean. outside entities. And and so if anybody gets their hands on one of those, I'd love to see them. Because I know – I always knew that they were going to be coming. And they'll be coming in the next See, that kind of makes me want to run for office because I'd love to see what they say about me. Right. Cause, but you know that my campaign would be just slightly – Bizarre. And the thing is, it doesn't, they don't even end up saying anything about you that's like true. So it's not like they'll have something I actually said or they'll quote me. They just say things like, 
Kelson is Obama. You know, Kelson will do the same things that Obama or a tester or whoever they decide to <laughs> compare me to. And I think it's interesting because I'm like, I... I don't I'm not afraid of those comparisons. I'm a Democrat too. You know, obviously there's right. some differences, but so anyways, I'm I'm preparing myself for the the next 3 weeks despite all the good work I'm doing on my end. There's going to be mailers going out to the district that are negative and hopefully no, Well, here's the thing people, not if you go vote. You right. can save yourself from <laughs> yeah, this go madness. Vote. Go vote. And also hopefully I've talked to enough people that have connected with me as the person that they know that I'm just a person who they can choose to vote for that isn't part of some big machine, you know. But if I can get my hands on those, I'm, I need to put those in my scrapbook. I want to be able to have the Why thing would you keep that those? has... Just because it's, for me, it's comical. It's like, I mean, I understand they might affect my race, but a picture of myself and President Obama is kind of cool on the same <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? And it's a glossy flag. Right, exactly. Mind. It has absolutely nothing to do with reality. So whatever, you know, mm. I want to, you know, make you have health care and I want to do this and that and whatever else they say. I want to make you have health care. Yes, I'd like to have health care. Right, exactly. You know? I would love for you to have health care. I don't know if I'm interested in making you have health care. So. Yeah. Hmm. I'm interested in health care being one of those things that is provided for. Right. You know, pay our taxes, that, so that bridges, you know. This is the, the thing. The last three weeks, I'm working my tail off, but there's all this stuff that happens outside of your control that, you know, all you can do is just put it in your 26 scrapbook. days. 26 days. I can't wait. What are we going to talk about? There's so many other things going on in the world that we could be talking about. <laughs> yeah, speaking I can't of, wait to have my life back. So. Speaking of, okay, so violence against women. Yes. Um, and this one, this is one of those topics that I'm sure everybody else is probably far more qualified to talk about than mm -hmm. I am. But I saw this, the the girl in um, Afghanistan. Is it Afghanistan? No, it was Pakistan. Um, that was shot because she wanted to go to school. Did you see this? Mm -mm. Um, this was this last week. Uh, she's, I guess, 14 or 15 years old. Mm -hmm. And she was um, one on her way to school. And uh, the Taliban opened fire on her and the people she was with. And a bullet hit her in the head. It didn't hit her brain. Um, but she's in critical condition. And, um, I, you know, she was shot in the head. Um, and the Taliban claimed credit for it. And they're talking about how she's a Westerner in disguise and um, girls should not be educated. And it is such a level of inhumanity that it's just, I can't even, I can't fathom that mm -hmm. it exists in the world. Right. And, and then to see that we have all of the stuff going on with politics and all of the stuff where we're worried about big bird and, mm -hmm. And nobody's talking about this. And it makes mm -hmm. me crazy. Mm -hmm. And it makes me crazy to the extent that I'm like, uh, you know, and I don't know how to solve it. I mean, obviously, a good education for everybody would make these things better. Mm -hmm. But we have parts of our country that are, while they don't generally shoot kids for that and say those things, they abuse kids and they keep them out of school and they, mm -hmm. they do these things. And I just don't get it. I don't understand why anybody would treat another human being that way. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why you would treat a cat that way. Right. So much less a human being. And, and, and it's frustrating to me to see, you know, the billions and billions of dollars that we are spending on a campaign to see who's going to lead the most powerful, most productive country in the world instead of, you know, just knowing that, you know, these are the issues, write it out, let us read it, it'll be fine, but let's redirect some of that money to do some good in the world. Mm -hmm. I agree. You know, I just, I, I, uh, 
I don't get it. Well, I absolutely agree with you about all the money we waste in politics. That's absolutely true. I even think about all the money I've had to raise for my campaign that, you know, I mean, obviously I'm putting it to good use and it's for, you know, the end goal is to get elected. But I mean, I just spent almost, you know, a thousand dollars on a billboard. Right. So, um, but what I do want to say about what you said about, um, kind of the issue of educating young girls and women, I, I think what happens is we hear about these stories, international stories, things that happen somewhere else. And obviously, you know, the Taliban and, and the story you described is, is extreme, right? I mean, I don't, but does I don't it, know does that it get more extreme? I don't know that it's extreme for their culture anymore. No, 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 no I know. And, but that's what I mean. It's extreme compared to how people identify our culture to me. So mm-hmm. what I mean is that we do talk about um, distraction. Like, that is bad over there. You know, these places, these other countries, the way that sexism plays out in the culture so that a young girl would be, you know, shot going to school. I mean, that is sexism, right? That's a cultural... Oh, yeah. Um, accepted form of sexism, right? <laughs> it, like sexism on crack, right? Right. Um, but I do think that I, what I appreciate about what you're saying is also that those sorts of things happen everywhere. Um, yeah, they happen it's, it's in why, Arkansas. Yeah, <laughs> and it's why um, we have such a hard time in the Violence Against Women movement because even in the national discussion right now about the Violence Against Women Act being reauthorized and stuff, people want to make it a non-gendered issue, right? So they want to say, well, both men and women are abused and violence happens both ways and all this other stuff. And, you know, I am not here to tell you that a woman has never been violent towards a man or a woman's never been violent towards her female partner. Like women can be violent too, but part of what's underlying in legislation like the violence against women act or any of the work that we do is addressing systematic sexism and oppression and the ways in which we devalue women and girls in our society versus, you know, valuing men. (laughs) So, um, and that plays out in education that plays out in economic policies. I mean, where did I read the other day? Um, I think it was something that the AFL CIO posted that Rick Hill said about, um, equal pay for women. I think it Mm -hmm. was from the debate last night. And apparently he was quoted as saying something like, well, we just need to get women more training and education and whatever, so that they can make as much um, as men so that they can be as well-trained and whatever. And, and that has that, to be the dumbest thing he said, but that's what he said. And, and that's the thing is like, so if you no think wonder about he this, isn't contemplating right. sales tax, he can't remember what to think. What, when you wipe everything away, what's the difference between the Taliban, not letting women be educated in Pakistan? Is that where you said it was yeah. versus the ways in which conservative generally Republicans are trying to control my body my access to things, my ability to have equality in the workplace, my, you know, all of the things that as women, and I mean, you understand because we deal with it on a whole other level in terms of being gay and lesbian, but Mm -hmm. what is it about me being a woman that thinks, that makes you think that you can control my destiny? So for me, although again, sexism on crack is the situation you just described in Pakistan, but, yeah, but I ultimately, don't know that it's that sexism. Far. It's sexism on fundamentalism, <laughs> right? And that's the thing. You know, we have these fundamental. Either way, Christians. you're trying to control my destiny. You're trying to control my body. You're trying to say that I don't trying to control your life. Have the right to have the same access and shouldn't get paid the same and whatever. And that somehow I'm less educated, and that's why I don't get paid. 
as much. Yeah, I don't. I think Give the only person who was less educated was the one who gave that answer. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, we have those kind of things play out all the time, and it'll be really interesting to see, you know, what happens in the vice presidential debate or any other debate. Because whenever you talk about reproductive issues, people get real about how they see women. And yeah. Ryan, for instance, is one of the, you know, representatives that wanted to change the definition of sexual assault and that you had to be able to prove that it was forced um, rape in order to access family planning. I mean, like you're going to tell me whether or not I should be able to have a reproductive choice and if I was sexually assaulted and if it was a bad enough sexual assault that means that I get to make that choice. I kind of want to get magical powers and be able to give him a uterus. <laughs> right, exactly. And then you, I wish you then, all had uteruses at the very least so that you could feel what it what it's like once a month <laughs> to feel like your body is rebelling. you know, yeah, completely attacking itself. <laughs> uh, it's crampy time. <laughs> exactly. <Catherine. laughs> so, yeah, I mean People want to try to tell us, especially in, in movements that work on women's issues like I do, that there is no such thing as sexism anymore, that we're equal and, you know, all that stuff. And I absolutely believe I'm equal. I just don't think that you treat me as such, you know? Yes. So I am equal. The treatment I get is not. Exactly. Um, what yeah. else should we talk about? So I saw that in the news. That was the depressing news that I saw. What did I see that was good news? Good hmm. news. I saw, oh, I had coffee today. <laughs> coffee ding 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 yeah so i hadn't had coffee since february mm-hmm. uh which was fun uh i stopped drinking it because i was drinking so much of it it was actually affecting my diet it was slowing down my weight loss and i was mm-hmm. like eh, unacceptable so i just stopped mm-hmm. cold turkey which i didn't go through the withdrawals from caffeine which i think is That's odd weird. right whenever but i, think I it's try probably to stop caffeine because i had the worst headaches ever i think it's because i had so much caffeine in my system that i built up since college that i probably actually just went through withdrawals over the course of four months <laughs> right. um, it was it, only yesterday that you actually got the headache <laughs> i didn't even get a headache but uh but i haven't had it in my system and i've lost 86 <clears throat> pounds in total which is nice wow um Although I've had another week where I've just been kind of ticking around with my diet, haven't gained anything, haven't lost anything. And um, so this morning I had a meeting and I was tired and uh, it was at a coffee shop. So I'm like, I'll have an Americano. Not realizing that apparently Fireside Coffee, which is a delightful little coffee place that has Mm -hmm. mums on sale for six bucks. They're huge. It's (laughs) amazing. Um, Apparently gets their espresso from the Arabica crack tree. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was about three quarters away, three quarters of the way through this, uh, you know, Americano. Do you know what one is? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So it's a shot of espresso, and then it's filled with hot water. Hot water. You know. So it's just an expanded espresso. You could, really. you know. Right, but I've had espresso. Insert it into your vein. Apparently not, because if you put this into your vein, your eyeballs would have popped out of your head. So I'm, you know, about three quarters of the way through this uh, sixteen ounce coffee. So it's not even all that big, but it's and it's one shot. It's not right. two, just one. And. I'm like, oh, I'm starting to get wired. <laughs> you know, so the meeting ends and I'm like, hmm, had enough coffee. Da, 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 and I get in my car and I'm bouncing back. And by the time I go back to my office um, and I have a lunch meeting, too. So uh-huh. I'm about to go to another meeting. I get back to my office. I was wired for sound. <laughs> I was vibrating. I swear. And I tweeted. I was like, I can see through time. <laughs> And you're making a great facial expression right now that our oh, listeners can't hear. It was true, hear. and I think it just. Oh, uh, but they can all imagine it, especially <laughs> the ones that know me. You know exactly what it is. Eyes really big, and and they're vibrating. And your eyebrows are really high, right? Because I could see through time. It was it was amazing. Um, and Did I you thought, crash? Well, well, no, and that's just, I don't that's think it, I don't right think now. it's worn off yet. Um, 
you know, so I went to lunch with a friend and I was still wired and I was like, and then I had iced tea at lunch like an idiot because that doesn't have any caffeine in it. Mm. But I've had iced tea this whole time. So it, it's got to be like the caffeine and the oils were used as a catalyst to put me oh, into boy. a rocket ship to the moon. <laughs> so it's like the first day of having coffee again. I'm like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> So, it's been so very will you bizarre. go back to coffee or are you off coffee? Oh, I don't think I can. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll save it for having a treat like once every, you know, when two you want to get months. high. Well, and, and no, I don't think I like <laughs> this feeling. I think I will have half of one next mm-hmm. time. See if I can keep this it's under control. It's interesting to me because I'm somebody who drinks coffee every day. So my body is completely just Inert immune to, to it. it. Right. Yeah. And then when people do describe that they haven't had coffee and they drink coffee and they get this feeling, I'm like, I can't even imagine that. Well, and see, I haven't had that since. I know what it feels like to not have coffee and I feel like I'm going to die. But and, and you have to kill people. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. The voices <laughs> in my head have told me that you have to die. Exactly. Oh, Painfully, gosh. I'm getting a potato peeler on the lemon hold still <laughs> um you know when i was in college uh i was in architecture the first year and it was so difficult there was so much to do that i was living off of mountain dew jolt cola which they don't make anymore oh boy and um but for those of you who haven't had it and think red bull is impressive you have no, no idea. idea red bull does nothing nothing but but jolt cola <laughs> so i'd have that mountain dew and coffee and i made enough coffee mountain dew holy moly Right. And I think between the three, well, at one point I remember that I had had three pots of coffee one night and got done with the project. Like I started the project at like five and, you know, drank the coffee throughout the night and I was done at like five in the morning mm-hmm. and, you know, made another pot of coffee, had half of it and then went to bed. <laughs> so, uh, caffeine really didn't get me going, did not keep <laughs> me up, had nothing to do with it. Now, however, mm-hmm. I think I, I'll be lucky if I get to sleep tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, so I'm pretty sure that, you know, the Arabica cracked It's too bad we don't have a dance club. You could go, like, dance it off tonight. Uh, yeah, I could. I'll fly to Houston. I'll run. <laughs> I'll run to Houston. I don't even run. I wouldn't run if there was a bloodied clown with a machete after me. <laughs> but I can run today. <laughs> so it's been very bizarre. So is it weird to be back and not have the the play and uh, slow things down a little bit? Yes. Well, yes and no. Um, still have all the football games going on and still have a bunch of other things and a couple other projects that have popped Political up. Political fundraiser every night. Uh, yeah. Is there one tonight that I'm skipping? I don't Apparently. know. Apparently. Probably. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's a lot of that going on. But I miss the play. I really like the cast. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's any. In fact, I know there's nobody in the cast that I wouldn't hang out with it in a, in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And so I do miss that. But I don't miss the time. Mm-hmm. I, there was so much time that went into that. And, you know, I'd love to do it again. I'd love to do another play. How was the last show? Did you guys have some sort of final party or anything? Um, we all went to dinner. Um, there, well, a bunch of us went to dinner at Mackenzie River. Not everybody could go. Um, but the big thing about the final show, and this is the funny thing about community theater, when you're done, you have strike. And I couldn't do strike because I have, we have to strike the set. So you have to take everything apart. Oh. So you're literally dismantling your memories physically. Um, that night? Yeah, right after, that afternoon. Because remember, the final show's a matinee. So you get done at four and then they start taking apart the set, Mm. you know, and by the time seven o'clock rolls around, it's all apart and there's, it's as if it never happened. Mm, That's sad. So yeah, it kind of is. And I'm, you know, I haven't done strike in a while and I I would have done this strike, but I had the Saints wrap up show to do and I have to do that. That's Mm. my job. Uh, I'd like to make money, Mm, you know, (laughs) like to pay bills, maybe support some people at some fundraisers. I'm skipping. (laughs) So I didn't do strike and I wasn't there for, but you know, it's weird to know that 
immediately after you're done with your final show, you literally physically dismantle everything about that, put it away, and then wow. it ends. And life goes on, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it ends. And there were a couple of people in the play. That one person, this was his first play. He'd never wow. done one in high school, middle school, any of that. And he just, he really wanted to audition for it. He didn't think he would get a part. He not only got a part, he got a big part. Um, played Rod. It was Greg Rice. Mm-hmm. And he did an awesome job. Mm-hmm. And that role is tough. That is a tough off role. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's the one who sings My Girlfriend Who Lives in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was his first time doing a play, so he had never gone through the death of hooked. a play. I, I, think he, I think he is, but he'll be very careful about which plays he picks because he was very invested into it. And mm-hmm. it was really endearing and sweet to see somebody who's doing their first play mm-hmm. and knowing what they're going through and knowing that it was, you know, a hundred years ago for me that I went through that. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, I know what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Get over it. Um, <laughs> it's like your first love. Uh, no, it's not that intense, but it's close. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was fun. And then um, their new play is going up, The Sugar Bean Sisters. Hmm, what's um, I have no idea, but I've heard wonderful things. Hmm. I've heard, I haven't read the script because I really would just want to see it. And, um, but I've heard that it's really, really good. It's got some very, very funny parts. It's got some really, really good local actors in it. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And hmm. I think that opens either this weekend or next weekend. Um, I'm not going to opening night, though. No. No. I adore them, but I'm going to go one of the other weekends to get away from everything else. Yeah. So that's exciting. And then they're rehearsing Annie, which I never want to go see a rehearsal of Annie. But I, I promise so one of our backstage hands um, actually got the role in Annie that gets to punch Annie. Mm. And one, what a lovely role to get. That's awesome. Because who wouldn't want to punch the little redheaded demon? <laughs> um, Sacrilegious. No, it's true. So anyway, so yeah, so I said that I would go watch Annie because she's in it and she mm-hmm. gets to punch Annie. And I will stand up and applaud at that point. I will. <laughs> <clears throat> there will be one very large man. And that, all of the that, that fathers in the room will be like, <gasps> what are you doing? And the mothers will be like, we kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so there's that. And then football's coming up. Oh, tomorrow's the Western game. Oh, boy. Carol is playing against Western. So I have to tell you the on story. On a Friday? No, or, oh, I'm sorry, Saturday. Okay. Tomorrow. Well, pe- most people will be hearing this on Friday, but whatever. <laughs> tomorrow, Saturday. Saturday is the Western game. And um, so the Western Bulldogs are coming up to play Carol. Nice. And three years ago, the funniest thing in the world happened. And I have to share this story because it's my favorite football story of all time. Okay. So um, we had just gotten our new cameras. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, new cameras, new tripods, new mics, all this stuff. And the cameras were, like, with the with the cards to record on them, ended up being, like, 9000 a piece. So I had, like, sixteen you know, yeah, $16,000, $17,000 worth of equipment with me. Wow. So I was a little paranoid about it because I was filming for, for the show and mm-hmm. wanted to be on the sidelines because, you know, new stuff. And we're doing it's the first time we're doing it in HD. It's the middle right. of the season, all this stuff, and whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm standing on the sidelines, but I'm standing with the cameras and I'm at the east end of the field uh-huh. because that's where we're going to do the interviews. I'm just standing with the cameras because it's also in front of the uh, guest stands uh-huh. and I don't trust the people that are up there because they can drink and they can be rowdy and I don't want them throwing stuff on my camera. So uh-huh. I'm standing by the cameras. Well, everybody else on the sidelines is all the way down at the other end of the field because that's where the play's happening. You know, no big deal. Cares about the score. Well, this guy above me. Uh, he's a drunk kid from Western. Mm-hmm. <laughs> surprise. Uh, well, a drunk kid from college would be, <laughs> you know, where the surprise is. But he's from Western. He's at the game and he's blitzed. And he's just out to get in a fight, basically. And so he's yelling at me because I'm the only one on this side of the field that can hear him. He's like, hey, 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 you, hey, you, hey, you. And finally, I'm just like, what? You're a cocksucker. Without missing a beat, I go, uh-huh. And I'm a good one, too. 
<laughs> looking right at him. And he gets this look on his face. He's just stunned and can't continue on. He's got his beer in his hand. And he just turns around and goes and sits down. Oh, so I yeah. start laughing because it's hysterical. <laughs> well, so that has Tell me, me somebody heard you around. Oh, a couple of people heard it. They were like, that's hysterical. But the best part was, was, you know, we did the interviews, whatever. And we ended up, you know, back in the PE center and I'm packing everything up. Well, this lady comes up and she goes, I'm really sorry for, about that. I wanted to apologize. And I was like, why? You didn't do it. And she goes, yeah, but my son did. Oh, <laughs> wow. She was with him? Yeah. Well, she's a Western supporter. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> you know, and it's maybe don't let your son drink so much. Well, Cut him you off. know, he's over the age of 21. Can't stop him. Um, but scold him. <laughs> certainly. Um, and I'm sure shame she him. But, you know, so at this point now I'm dying and I, you know, I was very nice to her and I, I said, you know, I understand it happens. Don't worry. And then she's it. like, actually my son is gay. No, she didn't say that. Um, <laughs> possible, but who knows? Right. Um, so at this point, you know, she leaves and I just lose it. I'm laughing my ass off. And Bruce Parker comes over and he goes, what is so funny? And I was like, I have to tell you the story, but we have to go in your office. Because <laughs> I'm not sure that everybody else needs to hear it. So we get mm-hmm. in there and I tell him the story. And I get to the part where he calls me the cocksucker. And Bruce is about to lose. Like, he's pissed. Right. And I go and I turn to him and I'm just like, yeah, and I'm good at it too. <laughs> With a big old smile on my face. <laughs> and he looked shocked and he turned away. And Bruce just laughed and I said and that lady that just came by was his mother apologizing <laughs> so I guess for a couple three years as I would and this was before I started doing the webcasting and really knew all the other ADs and worked right. with the other schools when Bruce was talking about Kevin who helped out with the video project uh-huh. he would introduce me and he would tell the story uh-huh. because it's one of the funniest things that's ever happened on the sidelines <laughs> and so all the other ADs at some point have heard the story uh-huh. well, one of them uh, and I won't mention who because I'm sure he'd be embarrassed but it was funny he goes when he met me you know there was something that came up oh yeah there was a hot guy who walked by and i made a look and a comment you know shock and he goes wait a minute are you the one that parker tells the cocksucker story about and i was like you're the cocksucker guy uh exactly and i'm like oh yes i am if it's the story about the western kid and he's like yeah and i was like yeah that's me he goes that's the funniest story so yeah so tomorrow is the uh, the 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 game anniversary it's not the same day of the year obviously but it's the game anniversary so who's gonna win carol I, I like the Western kids. I like the I like the people at Western. I think they're mm-hmm. they're really great. But Carol is on fire still. Mm-hmm. You know they really got it back together after Tech kicked their ass. The opening Tech, game. Well, no, that wasn't the opening game. The opening game was against Northern. They won. The second game they played against Portland State. And Portland State's a Division One mm-hmm. football championship Big Sky Conference team that plays against Montana and Bozeman, mm-hmm. Missoula and Bozeman, and. Uh, they did very well. They still lost, but they did really well for being an NAIA team and not considered at that level at all. They did very well. Right. But then they lost that game and they were kind of disheartened and then they came and played Tech and I think they thought Tech was going to be a really easy game and Tech is much improved over last year. They're second in the league right now mm. and Tech stomped them. It was not pretty. And then Carol turned around, got its act together and came back and took on some really big teams and won really big. So. Good. It's so good. it will be a good game or? I think it will be a good game. I mm-hmm. think it will be a fun game to go to. I'm very excited. I will be on the sidelines. Mm. Um, making Cock sure that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am, but not there. <laughs> it's an inappropriate and public skill set. 
Um, uh, but yeah, so that'll be fun and yeah. uh, always a good game. And the Frontier Conference does have three games this weekend that will be on the web. Mm. Um, the fourth game is Dickinson playing against Jamestown, and Jamestown doesn't webcast yet. Nice. They're not part of the conference, though. So, um, But the other two are at Northern is playing against Southern Oregon, and someone's playing at Rocky Tech, maybe? Hmm. Or does Tech have a bye this week? A couple more weeks of football. Five. Five yeah. more weeks of football, and then um, the playoffs happen, nice. and that'll be fun. Well, this weekend when I'm not knocking doors, I will be at the roller derby on Saturday night. That is right. So there's a debate on Saturday night. Uh, it's Gillen and Danes, I think, is mm. the it's the case. Well, I'm not watching debate. that. I'll be at the Hell's Bells roller derby on Saturday. I think night. I'd rather be at the roller derby. It's fun. Well, I love. I and went. It, I went for a, their first match where they didn't actually play. Right. But they explained all the rules. Do they still do that before the matches? Yep. See, now that is the coolest thing. I think if they did that at football, more right. people would have fun because <laughs> you don't know what you know what's right. uh, what's going on in football. Well, there's 22 men in tight pants <laughs> bent over arguing over leather on grass. <laughs> Anyways, the roller, roller derby. derby yeah, and on Saturday on. there's a zombie theme because obviously it's october and it's leading up to uh, halloween but so people will be dressed as zombies or some version of zombies i'm just gonna go as a big brain and tell I people i can't remember who they're bouting against <laughs> but it'll be a good bout you I'm didn't even hear me it. did you i didn't i said i'm, I'm sorry, gonna go I'm, tired. <laughs> I'm just gonna go dressed as a big brain with the sign that says eat me <laughs> Well, then that will probably turn all the zombies on. Wouldn't that be delightful? Mm -hmm. Just randomly show up. I have brains on my shoulders. (laughs) So, yeah, that's what I'm doing this weekend. (laughs) And counting down the days. Uh, And on Saturday, there will be 21. Oh, my God. That seems Is that right? No, it can't be because I put election day on a Sunday. Today we're on 26. So, So, 24. 24. God, that seems doable. It all seems doable at this point, but it's been over a year. Oh, my gosh. It has. And now you're getting me at the end of a day, and I'm actually getting really tired. So we have to make sure we do these in the morning. Well, we tried to do it in the morning, but somebody slept through her alarm. I won't <laughs> mention any names. I don't know who that is. But her initials are Kelsey that Young. <laughs> That's what happens after a fundraiser. You're tired. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, the fundraiser was cool last night, yeah, though. You had, you had some really good people show up to yours. Oh, and a lot of people. Over the two hours, there was a lot of people coming and going. And that's so. a great space to do it. And so yeah. um, Pam Busey had her fundraiser as well last night, and hers was <clears> at the <throat> Laramore Gallery. Which German is, Larison or something. Yeah, it's, whatever. It's the new art <laughs> gallery. It's right downtown. I don't remember what it's called, but it's beautiful. And mm-hmm. they have some pretty interesting art. They have some really beautiful art. They have some other parts. That, they have a big neon yellow bird. I'm going, no. <laughs> no. But um, beautiful place. But that place, oh, it's so loud and echoey. Yeah. And so you have 30 people in there and you're deaf. Right. But no, it, mine was Birds nice. and Beasley's was awesome. Yeah. And plus it was very interesting. My science nerd actually like came out last night. <laughs> Because I was looking at the bird feeders, mm-hmm. and they have them that, that are called magnet bird feeders. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why would they have a magnetic bird feeder? That mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, th- there's a theory in science that birds can see magnetic fields, and mm-hmm. they use them to travel that way. But there's mm-hmm. no proof yet. They're still trying to prove it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was thinking, well, that would be cool. You put a magnet around the uh, bird feeder, and maybe they can see it. And so it attracts more because they can hmm. see it from a further distance. Is that why was that? No. It turns out they're not, magnet, they're not magnetic at all. They're just called magnet because they're filled with food and attractive <laughs> to birds. <laughs> Different kind of magnet. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, oh, science nerd, back in the closet. <laughs> Get back in there. Oh, today's National Coming Out Day. Yay. It is. Let's come out. Mm, okay. I am gay. <laughs> I'm gay. I thought you were a lesbian. 
Well, is there a difference? Yes. Do you have better shoes? <laughs> we are queer. We are queer. And so, yeah, so for anybody who is listening to this who is uh, gay and not out, know that it does uh, actually get much easier when you're out. There's yes. a, you will always have to deal with idiots. The only thing that doesn't but, get easier is that you have to pick a term. Like you just asked me, I was gay, lesbian, queer, whatever. So just come out, but don't be worried about the term. Yeah, don't worry about the label. You're just not straight. That's fine. Yeah. I'm good with that. But it definitely is easier once you're done. But being not straight, does that make you like the non-dairy creamer of this <laughs> sex world? No, I guess I don't know what the term is. Everybody has a different term that they feel comfortable with. Yeah, and some people don't but, like queer, and I think they don't like it because they played Smear the Queer and lost a lot right. as a child, but I was a big kid. I'm I like, mean, I guess it. I'm not gay because I'm not a gay man, but See, and it's I an always, all-encompassing term for yeah, me. It, it is for me as well. And then I feel bad because I'm like, well, should I be more specific? Right. No, here's the thing. You I'm are all of the who, you are who you are and sometimes um, I am a gay man. That would explain the snapping. Mm-hmm. And the glitter. <laughs> where did you, why did you have glitter? <laughs> uh, <sighs> did you see my rainbow cake last night? I did see a rainbow cake, but I didn't get to read it. Did it, it just say said something? happy birthday, Kelson. Oh, okay. But it was it a was rainbow, rainbow cake. It was delightful. Anyways, and National right Coming next Out to the Day muscles. come out. <laughs> and also, um, you know, there's people out there that wanna help you. Right. Right. Don't think that coming out is going to ruin your life. It is going to change your life in many, many ways. And some of them will be positive. Most of them will be positive. Some of them will be negative. But the negatives are easily overcome when you have a a community that supports you. And it's so much easier to find a community that supports you when you aren't having to lie about who you are. Exactly. And, you know, there's nothing like feeling accepted by yourself. And knowing that you're okay. And surrounding yourself with people that do. Yeah. Yeah. I've been lucky. My family generally has been very accepting, although it's definitely changed some of my relationships with family members. But the are you more likely to just go? I have to go now. Click. Well, no. I mean, <clears throain> it's certain. I won't say in particular who, but it's definitely changed the dynamic and some of my relationships with my family members. But at the same time, that's balanced by the fact that my ninety-year-old grandfather, when I told him that I was a lesbian and dating woman, women, woman dating woman, um, <laughs> with a club, he, he basically <laughs> told me, he basically said, you know, we support you two hundred percent, and we can't wait to meet her, and like, you're amazing, and that's been my grandparents on both sides reaction. And it's interesting because you always think it's the people from older generations that are going to have a problem with it. And sometimes that's absolutely true, but, um, you know, you'd be surprised with how much people love you for who you are. Yeah. Um, my mom's parents died when I was fairly young, so I didn't get to tell them cause I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad's dad, he knew and he didn't <clears> have a problem with it. Yeah. Actually, what was funny is that he's from the South, and his mother was born at the end of the Civil War, mm-hmm. and they owned slaves. And my boyfriend that he met was black. Mm. Hey. <laughs> he didn't have an issue at all. <laughs> right. Um, and Which I thought was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny that my dad has an issue with the black president when my grandfather, his dad, didn't have an issue with my black boyfriend. Right. <laughs> Well, I mean, people end up having issues for lots of reasons. I think that sometimes it's because they don't know how to relate to you in the way that they did before. I think that's the most interesting to me. I haven't had a lot of negative experiences, but I've had people in my life who don't know what to say. So like calling my girlfriend, my friend, as opposed to 
my girlfriend or my partner or by their name or whatever, you know, like there's some of that weird language thing that people well, do. Well, that's because we're still defi- defining it. We're yeah, still figuring I do out think, how the I think works. that's true, but I also think it's because people are just weird. Like they, when they're straight, they, you know, it's the like heterosexist society we live in. Everybody kind of identifies from their own perspective. So, but anyways, but here's a, here's a good clue for all of you straights who are listening and don't understand (laughs) how this works. Asking who is the man and who is the woman in a gay relationship is like asking, which is the fork when you're looking at two chopsticks. (laughs) (laughs) And really, what's the point of that question? Why do you need to know? Well, and it assumes that it's this whole gender system that, I mean, that doesn't apply. No. Yeah. So anyway, national coming out day. Welcome. Join us. No one will ever <laughs> miss you. No. Um, <laughs> and in the lesbian world, I don't know if they do this in the gay world, but there's this whole joke about, like, join us and your um, appliance is waiting for you. <laughs> you know, like, we yeah, recruit with the yeah, kitchen you, appliances you, you or something. You win a toaster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. After five, you get a cruise. And if you're a lesbian, um, within three days, you'll have a U-Haul. No, that's the date. What, does, what <laughs> yeah, exactly. does a lesbian bring on a second date? A U-Haul. A U-Haul. What does a gay man bring on a second date? I'm sorry, I'm supposed to see him again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, uh, recruit away. Yes, we're out recruiting. We're not recruiting. Nobody recruits. Uh, that's the whole, you know. Recruit, yeah, that's dumb. And, and I want to know, the, the, okay, I still... I'll uh, recruit, you, recruit you for my campaign. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> they asked me that last night. They're like, would you go and knock on doors? I'm like, that's the last thing that needs to happen. They're like, Why? I'm like, because I'm a 300-pound angry man. <laughs> I know. Tom last night told me, he's like, I don't knock doors, but I'll stuff your envelopes. I'm like, that's so typical. But yeah, there's... <laughs> well, no, like, think about I it. I don't necessarily need Tom and his kilt out knocking doors for me. <laughs> People will be afraid. But what we did decide... There's a large scout coming for us. I don't know if Tom to show, but what we did decide is that he's going to be my bodyguard out in the valley and he's going to walk around in his kilt and hold a gun and just like walk behind me so that anybody that tries to mess with me is just going to be like can she I, supports gun rights look at her can i like put my arm in a sling bandage walk with exactly. a limp and play a flute as well and we can look like a band of brothers oh lord okay uh, so that's a good note to end it on yeah welcome i think Coming this ends day. well yeah